It is the beginning of a new year, and so trying to get everything adjusted and get ourselves ready for what God has. I believe 2016, I was thinking about that. You know, numbers have always fascinated me, and I believe they are important to God because he's got an entire book called Numbers. So evidently, numbers mean something to God, and if you study the Word of the Lord much, you will find that numbers do certainly hold a deep spiritual meaning. And I thought about 2016, 2, 1, 6. 6 and 1 makes 7, that's God's number, and 2 makes twice that many. So it ought to be a doubly blessed year for somebody. Amen. Or if you just count them all up, two and one is three and six is nine. There are nine fruit of the Spirit, and that's the operation of God's grace in your life. So if this is going to be a a fruitful year, let it be a year of the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. I know that you could find your own numbers, but that's what came to me while we were standing here worshiping the Lord. If you have your Bibles for a few moments, I would like to take you to the book of Galatians, the sixth chapter. While you're turning there, let me say a week from Monday, everybody say a week from Monday, we are going to begin a week of prayer here at our church, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Every night will be a different night a prayer one night we'll have prayer with our men one night prayer with our ladies one night our young people and uh, we'll be giving you further information but please be mindful of that i think the best way we can begin any year is by spiritual preparation and i hope that today that we can start on the right track god's word to you this morning is very simple very profound and very stirring Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7 said, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that, everybody say that, shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. My subject this morning is simple. It's in your hands. Everybody say that with me. It's in my hands. Say it one more time. It's in my hands. And everybody said amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I want to begin by saying that everything that you desire this year is nearer than you believe. I want you to say that with me. Everything, come on, say it. Everything I desire 
is nearer than I believe. I am not simply an eternal optimist. I come to declare the word of the Lord. I realize that this time of year the soothsayers are out in force. I was humored yesterday when I typed in predictions for 2016. People looking into the crystal ball to somehow predict what will 2016 hold. Predictions are made from the psychic to the politician. From the amazing to the absurd, you will find it somewhere on the internet. Who's going to win Olympic gold? Who will win the World Series? Who will be the top uh, the vote getters at the Republican and the Democratic conventions? And who will eventually be our president of our great United States? Oil prices to Oscars, they're all speculating today what's going to happen in 2016. Tax predictions to the economic issues that affect all of our lives. People are guessing this morning what the outcome of this year will be. Politics to pleasure, you will find it all. Because men want to know what the future holds. We do not like the unknown. We do not like the fact that before us is an entire year, if the Lord tarries, that's going to unfold in our lives. And we would like to know what that year would hold. Some of the predictions that I've read are absolutely amazing. Somebody predicted that this year they will develop a pill that you can take for sunburn. They have a pill for everything else. Why not that? Somebody predicted there would be more domestic breaches and security breaches. There would be more domestic violence. No one is surprised at that. Somewhere I read that somebody is predicting because of the influx of uh, of uh, people from other countries that Europe is going to swing to the far right this year in a reaction to the incoming hordes of people in England. They are going to begin microchipping all dogs. They didn't say anything about cats, but all dogs. The first hotel in space they're predicting will begin form being formed this year. They are predicting that manned flight will be taking place by SpaceX. I hope they know what they're talking about. Probably one of the most absurd of things that I read is that they are predicting that there will be a three-person baby this year. A three-person baby. Figure that one out. Now, I don't want to make light of the fact, but I want to join the ranks of all of the seers this morning, and I want to make my own prediction. I want to be one of those that stands up at the beginning of 2016 and declares what this year is going to produce in your life. I am so certain of what I am going to say. I stake my life and my reputation on what I am going to give you this morning. I base my predictions on nothing less than the Word of God. 
especially upon our text this morning. I use that as the foundation of my prediction. Though it begins with a disclaimer, it has a great truth to bear out to all of us. And I want to talk to you a little while about that disclaimer. This verse begins by making the statement, Be not deceived. Now, I'm not real smart, but I understand this much, that God would not take the time to make that statement if it were not a possibility. The reality is that in a strange but true way, men are deceived on a daily basis, not by others, but by themselves. And evidently, this is something that man would try to refute. What is coming up and what Paul was about to declare, he is declaring that man will argue with Man will not only argue and refute, but he will deny and he will ignore because he does not believe it to be so. And yet Paul said, be not deceived. It is evident from the statement that we are fellowshipping with a weighty and very possible danger. It is real. It is not imaginary. And it is not the words of some alarmist, but it is a truth that all of us need to reckon with this morning. Be not deceived. The apostle knew that we would indeed face a real danger of neglecting or ignoring or refuting or arguing with the Word of God because it doesn't sit well with our philosophy of life because it doesn't go well with our take on how life can be lived. Folks will live in denial of its truth or worse yet, they will simply ignore what it said and go on doing what they're doing. Indeed, there is a very real danger of such deception. And so Paul begins his statement by saying, Do not let this happen to you. And Paul goes on to identify the battleground on which this war would be waged. And it is the battleground of the mind. Man's thinking is where the problem will arise. Not only man's thinking, but how he thinks will become the source of his trouble. It is not so much what the preacher says to you, but what you say to yourself that will make the difference in the future of your life. What 2016 will be and become is in your hands this very Sunday morning. I may come to tell you at times that it's still in your hands that you hear me this first Sunday morning. 2016 is not in the hands of politician and it's not in the hands of some psychic on the other side of town. But the future of this year is in your hands this morning. And the battle over what it's going to be is going to take place right up here. Amen. Because you're going to be tempted. I know you are because I've seen it. And Paul said it was going to be that you're going to be tempted to think, no, 
it's, it, it won't happen like that. And no, it won't be that way. And the battle would be over whether or not you would believe God's word. What you tell yourself about life is going to determine what will come of this year in 2016. We tell ourselves it's not important which preacher we listen to as long as we listen to a preacher. Well, I've come to tell you that that is a lie. All of us are preachers at times, and you better be careful which preacher you're listening to. Amen. Paul said, be not deceived because God is not mocked. That that is one of the strangest and most startling exclamations that Paul makes in all of Scripture. It is amazing because of what it insinuates. The word in the literal Greek means that somebody would turn their nose up. That somebody in reference to God would say, God said what? God meant what? And so in doing, ignore what God has said or in some ways thinking that God must be wrong concerning me. Man thinks he can outwit God, but the truth is none of us can outwit God. We can turn our nose up all that we want to, but no one will make a fool of God. There is an irrefutable law that you cannot ignore, and that law is going to determine the future of your life. It's going to determine whether 2016 is a blessed year or a year that you would regret for the rest of eternity. 2016 can be the most awesome and incredible journey that you've ever made, or it can be a life from hell, depending on what you do with what you have in your hands. For the Word says that whatsoever you sow, that is what you will also reap. What a broad word that is, whatsoever. Whatsoever. Whatsoever you sow, that shall you also reap. The principle is simple, that what you put into the ground will decide your future before it ever begins. What you sow is what you are going to reap. So the simple message that I begin with in 2016 is this, that you are going to decide what your harvest is going to be in this year by what you sow. Amen. By what you sow. All kind of seeds in these bags. And all kind of things that could come up. And you have in your hands today. Possibility. In those seeds are some of the most powerful principles of all of life. There's something in this seed that you can't see. But it's alive and well. And you're going to put something in the ground this year. And what you put in the ground is going to determine what comes up out of the ground. So my simple message is this. If you want a year filled with joy, 
then you better find some seeds of joy to plant. If you want this year to be a year of blessing, then you better find some blessing seed to put in the ground because that is what's going to come up out of your sowing. You're not going to get something back from life that you do not put into it. All of this laziness that I can live my life any way I want to live and God's still going to bless me is the biggest lie that hell's ever produced. The fact is that what you have in your hands right now is going to determine whether this is the best year of your life or the worst nightmare you could imagine. It's in your hands right now. And you can ignore and refute and say, well, I don't like that law. I don't appreciate that God would put that law in effect. But the truth is, whether you like it or not, you're going to reap what you sow. So quit complaining about life and people. Because people don't determine what comes up in your life. You do. Yeah, you will. You say, well, I don't, I, I don't like this or I don't like that. Well, it really doesn't matter. Whether your life is blessed or whether it is blasted, this year is going to be decided by what you put in the ground. You can gripe about your parents all you want to, but your parents are not going to determine your harvest this year. You are. You want it to be a year where God's mercies are poured out on you? then you better start sowing some seeds of mercy. You better, start, you better start being a little more merciful. You better decide that what you have in your hands is the key to my happiness today. That I can't look around the church and blame it on anybody else. I can't say, well, you know, if that person didn't come to church, I'd be a lot happier. <laughs> if they didn't sit where they said, I'd be a lot I'd be a lot happier. I could worship God if it wasn't for this. The fact is that in your hands, in your hands, right now, are the seeds that's going to determine what this year is going to be. Peace? You want peace? Then you better find some seeds of peace and start sowing them. Because whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. That in your possession right now is the key to everything you desire. You can't blame the preacher. You want to help me some of you guys? Pass some of these out. Come on, give them to them. Everybody needs some seed this morning. Come on, girls. Help me pass them out. Everything you need in life is found right there in your hands. Everything. You, you can look around at, at life and, and you can do this. And, and, and a lot of people do it. They say, well, you know what, I just, I just don't believe that. It doesn't matter whether you believe it or not. There is a law in that seed that you cannot deny. You cannot refute it. You cannot go against it because it is something God put there a long time ago. Like begets like. If you want wheat, you've got to, you've got to plant wheat. If you want oats, you gotta plant oats. If you want an apple tree, you gotta plant an apple tree. You cannot plant wheat and expect barley. And yet that is exactly what people do every day of their life. They plant mischief, but they expect a good outcome. They 
thumbed their nose at God's law and said, well, you know what? This is my life. I want to live it the way I want to live it. And then they get mad when the crop comes up and it wasn't what they wanted. Hey, folks, if your life is coming up miserable, it may be because you're planting some miserable seeds. If your life is filled with unhappiness, it may be because you're planting some unhappy seeds. Oh, we'd like to blame our spouse. We'd like to blame the person that's at the other desk at our job. We'd like to blame the preacher. We'd like to blame the church. But the fact is, my future is not in the hands of a, a, another person. It's not in the hands of a politician. It's not in the hands of some economic quirk. My future and what becomes of it is in my hands right now. And what this year produces is going to be a result of what you sow. Amen. So if you sow love, what are you going to reap? If you sow grace, what are you going to reap? If you sow hate, what are you going to reap? If you sow meanness, what are you going to reap? You want your spouse to be nicer to you? But you don't want to be nicer to them. You want them to initiate it. Well, I've come to tell some of you husbands and wives, if you want a better spouse, why don't you be a better spouse? And whether they do it or not, there is a law of reaping and sowing. And if you want better things in your home, then you better start planting better seeds for your home. If you want a better marriage, you better plant better seeds for your marriage. If you want a better future, you better plant better seeds for your future. If you want a better life, you better sow better seeds. If you want a better home, you want a better job. If you want abundance in your life, then you better sow abundantly. There's a lot of folks, I hate to use this terminology, but they, they've got a they've got a hamburger budget, but they want a ribeye steak. They, they, they want to put as little into it as they have to, but they want to reap the most benefit of all. And unfortunately, our government has fostered that in the fact that it gives so much away and it makes people lazy. And I'm not here to beat down on that. If you need help, you need to get it. But I know a lot of folks that don't need help. They need a kick in the seat of pants and say, get up and start planting some good seed. And if you'll sow abundantly, you'll reap abundantly. One of the difficult things about this, this principle and this truth is that there is a time element that often works in the favor of our deception. Because we sow something and it doesn't come up quickly, we think we got by with it. But you hear me, all chickens come home to roost. 
somewhere down the road, that seed that you put in the ground is going to start coming up. You may not like the harvest, but you are the one who put it in the ground. Don't gripe about life and don't get mad at somebody else. If your life is not going in the direction you want it to go, it's in your hands right now. What you plant, what you put in the ground, what you put into your life is going to be exactly what you get back out. Amen. Many want God to shower them with blessings when they only want to give Him a drop of praise. If you want more blessing, then sow more blessings. Amen. Somebody said, well, you know what, brother? Nobody ever blesses me. Well, my question is, do you ever bless anybody? Because you're not going to be blessed if you don't bless. That's what God spoke of Abraham. You're going to be a blessing. The fact is... That whether you see it come today or tomorrow, one day it's going to come. So you need to sow the right kind of seed. My message is very simple this morning. You've got to be careful what you sow. Because what you sow is what you reap. Amen. Say that with me. What I sow is what I will reap. 2016 is not a mystery to me. I already know what it's going to be like. Whatever you sow, that's what you're going to get. Amen. Amen. You can blame others. You can get mad at life. doesn't matter. You can stomp up and down and scream all you want to. It doesn't change the law. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Because what you sow, you will reap. You don't reap the seed that you sowed. You reap the harvest of what that seed produces. If too much flesh is showing up in your life, you need to quit planting seeds of the flesh. If too much wrong is showing up in your life, then you need to quit planting seeds that are wrong. If you don't want to reap a heartache, then stop planting the wild seed of heartache. Your sowing is going to catch up with you sooner or later. So you need to make sure what you sow. Everybody say, I need to make sure what I sow. I wanted to find some weed seeds, but they don't have that. So whatever you have in your hands are good seed of some kind. And there's probably a name on the label there. You can go home and plant it. But that's what you're going to get. If it says cucumber... Don't come up in the spring and wonder why you didn't get corn. And don't gripe because you didn't get a cantaloupe. If you plant a cucumber, you're going to get a cucumber. And if you plant wildness, you're going to reap wildness. Your harvest will be determined by your sowing. What kind of harvest do you want this year? What kind of harvest do you want? Do you want 2016 to be the best year of your life? Do you want to come? You know what? The reason some people are so thankful for this Sunday is because 2015 is behind them and 2015 in their mind stunk. It just was pitiful. And there may be some truth to that, 
But the reality is probably most of us would have to admit that 2015 was nothing more than the results of what we had sown. So, Brother Hughes, I don't like that. Neither do I, but it's still a law. Because I like to blame people. I don't look so sacrilegious and sanctimonious. I know you do too. There's nobody jumps up and says, oh, I did that. Unless it's something good. We start making excuses. Well, if you hadn't put the car there, I wouldn't have run into it. If you hadn't put the, you know. The whole point is we spend our life trying to refute a law that if we would work with it would be the greatest thing that ever come into our life. But you cannot deny the fact that whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. So your harvest in 2016 is going to be determined by your sowing. The nature of what you reap will be determined by what you put in the ground. And the amount of what you reap is going to be determined in the way that you sow. If you sow sparingly, oh, you do know the Bible. If you sow abundantly, you will reap abundantly. Why? Because the law says you will reap what? You sow. So whatsoever you sow, whatever it is, it could be a bad word. It could be a mean thought. It could be an attitude. It could be a million other things. But whatever it is that you sow, well, this is... You didn't come expecting this on 2000. First son, you thought I was going to sing you a sweet lullaby and just caress you and cradle you and say, oh, you poor baby. I'm so sorry for 2015. No, sir. I'm going to tell you that in your hands this Sunday morning is the key to whether this is the best year of your life or the worst nightmare you could ever imagine. And you're not going to blame somebody else. You're not going to put it off. You're going to understand when you come to the end of this life, God is going to judge you according to what? The deeds that your wife or your husband did or your boss He's going to judge you according to the deeds that you have done. I have done. He's not going to look at me and say, well, you know, you had such bad parents. You had such a jerk for a boss. You had such a bad neighborhood to live in. God's going to look past all of that. And he's going to say, what's that growing out there? Where'd that come from? Oh, you know, I didn't think it really mattered, man. I'm just young, sowing my wild oats. If you want happiness, you have to plant happiness. If you want unity, you have to plant unity. If you want joy, you have to plant joy. If you want peace, you've got to plant 
peace. For whatsoever a man, I'm going to drive this in and knock it over. I'm going to bend it over so you can't bring it out this year and deny it. Whatsoever a man or a woman soweth, that shall they also reap. So your future is in your hands. Be careful what you sow. But not only that, Paul went on to say you need to be careful where you sow it. And he talks about two soils, the flesh and the spirit. Two soils that you have the possibility of casting your seed into, the flesh and the spirit. Somebody let me have your sack of seed. You know what's amazing? What is this? This is okra. That little thing right there, that one little seed will produce a stalk about that tall or taller, and it will put out hundreds of, of okra pods in, in a season. One of the best foods on the, I think we're going to have fried okra at the marriage supper of the Lamb, I think. Our boiled okra. But that, that little seed right there, I don't even know what that weighs. I don't have them. It, it'd be microscopic. But you can put that little seed in the ground, and you can put dirt on it. And the dirt, the weight of the dirt is about a thousand times the weight of this seed. And yet there's something inside that seed that is so powerful that a thousand times heavier weight laying on top of it cannot keep it down. And somehow through the miracle of life, it will push its way out from under any burden, any heaviness, any opposition, every restriction, everything that could be in the way. You say, well, I don't have a chance. If you've got the seed in you, there is no excuse for not growing. Because God put something in you that could overcome anything. You can overcome, you can get up, you can get out of anything. It doesn't matter what it is. Drug addiction, I don't care what you call it. You can overcome it because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. God puts something in you that could overcome any obstacle that life could throw on top of you. That's in that seed. And if you put it in the right right environment, this fall you're going to have okra. Honey, please forgive me. I just sowed some seed. Now, how many of you think that this fall we're going to have okra growing right here? Why not? Because this environment is not conducive to make this work the way God designed it. And there's a lot of people that sow a lot of stuff into their flesh and they wonder why it doesn't work. They wonder why they're not blessed because they're sowing it into the wrong environment. 
If you don't put it in the right soil, it won't produce what God designed it to produce. But if you put it in the right soil, it's going to come up just what you sow. So you not only have to be careful what you sow, you have to be careful where you sow it. Because not all ground is conducive for you to become the kind of person. And you can spend your life throwing seed out on concrete and it will never produce. You've got to put it in a climate that is conducive for it to grow. And the climate that God put in every one of us was a spirit that's connected to eternity. And he said, if you'll sow to the spirit, you shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. So the simple truth is that what you sow is what you reap. And so in your hands this morning, not just these natural seed, but in your hands this morning are the keys to 2016. What it's going to become, what it's going to be, what it's going to produce, what it's going to look like, whether you're going to like it or not, it's in your hands right now. And what you decide to sow is what you're going to reap, what's going to come up. So if you don't want to reap misery, then don't sow misery. If you don't want to reap unhappiness, then don't sow unhappiness. If you don't want to reap heartache, then don't sow things that produce heartache. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. We must feel the reality of that spiritual law this morning because it governs all of our life. And I close with this. The quality of your life in 2016 will be determined by what you sow and where you sow it. The quality of this year is in your hands right now. If you're dealing with recklessness and instability, then look what you're sowing and look where you're sowing it. If you want a year that is blessed, then you better find some seeds of blessing and start sowing them. If you want to see a year of power, then you better check your seed and see that that is what it will produce. If you want a good year, then you're going to have to sow good seed. Amen. If you want a blessed year, you're going to have to sow blessed seeds. If you want prosperous, you're going to have to sow prosperous seeds. If you want this to be the best year of your life, then you're going to have to sow the best seeds. Let's stand together.